This is my creation, the blog of Michael LaRuda. Grab your favorite beverage and pull up a chair. Today I'm reviewing the color purple for 2023. The color purple 2023 is based on the novel by Alice Walker and on the musical stage play by Marsha Norman, which makes it only a partial remake of the 1985 Steven Spielberg film, which starred Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah Winfrey, since this new movie is also a musical. The music here adds a whole new element to the story, and it's a story that I must admit I have never really warmed up to. I've always found Walker's novel more depressing than inspiring, and I thought Spielberg's movie tried to sugarcoat some elements of the narrative, which didn't help it all that much. Here, the song and dance numbers do help to soften the hard edges of what I've always found to be a very disturbing story, even though at times it's also a bit jarring to see characters sing and dance after being beaten and humiliated. The Color Purple is the story of Celie, played by Felicia Pearl and Posse, who lives with her sister Nettie, played by Hallie Bailey, and their father in rural Georgia in the early 1900s. When the movie opens, young Celie is pregnant, and her father is the father of the baby. As he had done with Celie's earlier child, her father takes the baby away once it is born, and Celie never sees her children. Things get worse for Celie when her father agrees to have her marry a man named Mr., played by Coleman Domingo, who, after marrying her, beats her regularly and forces her to cook and clean his house for him, as well as care for his young children. When Nettie comes to live with them, after she fought off advances from her father, Mr. tries to force himself on her, and when she refuses, he violently throws her out of his house and tells Celie that if her sister ever returns, he will kill them both. He also vows that she will never hear from her sister. And so over the years, he continually hides Nettie's letters without letting Celie know they even exist. As the years passed, as the years passed, the now adult Celie, played by Fantasia Barino, continues her sad life being dominated by Mr. But she makes some friendships along the way, including Sophia, played by Danielle Brooks, who's the wife of Mr.'s now adult son, Harpo, played by Corey Hawkins. Sophia is a fighter, and she tells Celie that she has to fight back against Mr., but Celie doesn't think that is possible. Celie also befriends Mr.'s, lo Mr.'s longtime mistress, singer Shug Avery, played by Taraji P. Henson, who receives top billing here. And in an unexpected friendship, the two become very close. And it's Shug who eventually helps Celie break ties with the cruel, domineering mister. The story follows all these characters as their lives intertwine as they encounter various mishaps and obstacles. All the while, Celie continues to hope that one day she will finally be reunited with her sister. I have always had trouble with the story told in The Color Purple, especially in Alice Walker's novel. While beautifully written, it's disturbing throughout, and its emotional payoff has never really worked for me. Its theme of God loving everybody 
and that even in the darkest of times, you still have to look for the beauty of God, you still have to look for love, hence the color purple in the title, which is a reference to the purple flowers, which Shug tells Seely that God has made to show undying love to people just isn't satisfying. And yes, there's a happy ending, but it takes nearly Celie's entire life before she finally gets there. I mean, I guess that's better than never getting there at all. But for me, it's not much of a payoff when these things happen for Celie so late in her life. Her suffering is so great for so long, so severe, it took nearly her entire life for her to break free from it and eventually experience happiness and fulfillment. That's the true message of the story, that some people's lives are so messed up, it takes nearly a lifetime to find peace. That theme does work for me, but it's a tough one to sit through. Also, I don't think either movie truly does the novel justice. The story told in the novel is definitely an R-rated one, but both movies are rated PG-13 and gloss over the more upsetting aspects of the story. The music, the songs, and dancing are all okay, but I can't say most of the tunes here won me over. There are a couple of lively numbers, Hell No and Shug Avery, come to mind, which I enjoyed. While Taraji P. Henson gets top billing as Shug Avery, she's not the lead role in the movie. Shug is an important character, and Henson does a nice job with her, as she has done in other movies like Hidden Figures 2016 and The Best of Enemies 2019. But the main role here is the adult Celie, and Fantasia Barino does a very good job in this challenging lead role, which was played by Whoopi Goldberg in the 1985 film. Goldberg has a cameo in this movie. For my money, though, the best performance in the movie belongs to Danielle Brooks as Sophia, the role played by Oprah Winfrey in the 1985 version, and Winfrey declined to appear in this movie. Brooks is outstanding here as the outspoken and vivacious Sophia. And in the scene where Sophia is in prison, one of the more painful scenes in a movie that is filled with pain and misery, Brooks transforms from a powerful, confident woman to a woman who is beaten down and broken. It's one of the saddest moments in the film. Coleman Domingo, who just turned in a phenomenal performance in the lead role in the movie Rustin 2023, is equally as strong here as the abusive Mr. Corey Hawkins is solid as Mr. Sun Hoppo, and both uh, Felicia Pearl and Posse as young Seeley and Halle Bailey, fresh off playing Ariel in Disney's live action remake of Little Mermaid 2023 as young Nettie, are effective early on in the movie as these two sisters. In a brief role, John Batiste gets to ham it up a bit as Shug's showman husband, Grady, and in a blast from the past, as it has been a while, Louis Gossett Jr. plays old Mr., Mr.'s equally abhorrent father. Gossett, who's 87, is still acting regularly in TV and the movies, but I hadn't seen him on the big screen since The Principal, 1987. Blitz Bazulwe's direction is okay, uh, the musical numbers are fairly entertaining, but it, this story still works best when it deals with the characters and the trials they face. The songs do help to set this one more in a dreamlike state, uh, where we can see Celie, for example, escaping reality, as the songs allow us to get inside her head 
but they don't drive this movie along. Likewise, the screenplay by Marcus Gardley, based on both the novel and the musical, is sufficient rather than exceptional. It tells its story, but like the 1985 movie before it, is watered down compared to Alice Walker's novel. I like the color purple, but I can't say that I loved it. As musicals go, it's so-so. The strength of this movie is its story, which again, I find terribly depressing. So much so that it's much hoped for payoff at the end, while it does arrive for Seeley comes so late in her life, it hardly seems to make up for all the pain and suffering she endured for so, so many years. As such, I give The Color Purple two and a half stars out of four, which means that this movie is good.